shows across the land have all the streaming servers close at hand. What can you choose? What can you play? Oh, we've got so much to choose from every single day. I just I, very I, nice. I, I, mm, I don't yeah. know sometimes, Probably. honestly. I just Probably. yeah, it's like you could tell midpoint. I'm like, what the fuck am I going to continue? <laughs> no, doing, you but... pulled it off, man, for sure. Ah, uh, yeah. So obviously, people, you know, welcome back to NMI. Uh, when you need more info, I realized in the last episode, I never actually started off with that podcast oh, yeah. on the worlds of movies, video games, and TV shows. We just fucking went straight into yep. it, to be honest. Ant Man. Yeah, or Ant Man and the Ant, or mm-hmm. uh, Honey, I Shrunk Paul Rudd, as uh, James says, <laughs> I like to call it. Obviously, you know, people. Um, we each week now we possibly be recording these like two in a row. And we release them separately uh, depending on what we're actually going to be discussing but yeah it's good it's good to hear everyone back you know we're probably releasing this on the tuesday of uh, the next week of recording we're actually recording this on the previous tuesday hello from the past and uh yeah so hopefully you enjoyed our ant-man review on friday with our spoiler discussion spent quite a bit on the spoiler discussion section longer than i expected to longer in the review section actually worst movie ever according to fergus yeah worst movie ever oh, four i haven't out of ten. got to the ones yet but four, yeah four out of ten solid god what do you think of blade free uh, i from what i remember it was okay but i was kind of like an edgy teen at that time so i think i can't imagine you as an edgy teen what do you think of the fantastic four movies the original one was quite good i don't really remember much about the other you don't ones. want to remember the second one at all like mm. it has fog smoky planet galactus you don't want that the at only all. thing i remember pretty much the only thing i remember about fantastic four is where the thing they put whipping cream on the thing and then they tickle Slaps, his nose yeah. And sm- yeah, that's literally my memories of fantastic four i mean i'll give dr doom credit his outfit looked great in that movie in my opinion like you mm. know but yeah it was it, 2005 that movie was that's quite a while ago now yeah but that's not what you're here for people we're, to be fair we'll probably be discussing like films like that in the future so obviously with uh, nmi we've we do uh, reviews we do discussions we do top lists we have done uh, some discussions we did been doing them sporadically lately but we decided today with all the controversy going on with streaming services in the world and the cost of them and shows getting cancelled all the time and like what could actually happen we decided to have a discussion on the current state of streaming services where they could go what could happen and what what do we just generally feel about them and how you know what what are the ones we go to or what are the ones we might possibly go to what ones that could appear possibly there could be a couple of ideas like where what ones could be introduced so this is how it's going to work we're just going to finish the intro section now but then we're going to run off some stats for you so this is primarily from the uk we'll probably have some uh, uh, possibly uh, us um and uh asian uh streaming services as well mentioned in the stats section we'll give you some pricings and everything and then we'll just get into discussion points of this so obviously uh before we get into that i think it's nice to just do a, an initial roundup of like our thoughts of current state of streaming services and then we'll get into the stats so obviously uh myself i'm ch- today i'm joined by fergus and Chaz. how are you guys doing today Good. Since the since the last yeah, ten minutes been, we recorded, I've, it's been a long time since I've seen you. It's good to see you again. Yes, yeah, yeah. it's been a long ten minutes. I, I love the fact that fuck, I just said that, but I didn't need to. To be honest, yeah, but we no, could have um, totally protect. Oh, how are you today? Yeah, no. Ah, uh, no, fuck it. We'll keep that in the episode. <laughs> Why not? But yeah, no. Uh, so right, okay. So let's just start off right before we get into like the stats and everything. How do you guys currently feel about the state of streaming? Um, not great. Um, I'm sure everyone's aware of Netflix trying to boot people for password sharing um which i'm interpreting quite as quite a hostile thing um i'll get into it further but it's shows are getting quite fragmented Mm -hmm. a lot of shows that wouldn't normally get made 
are getting made at the expense of good shows that would normally get made and have mileage. So things are getting cancelled prematurely. I think overall, again, especially Netflix, have overextended themselves massively financially by borrowing quite a lot of money to produce films and have not really... Hmm. They've made a lot of crap. Um, I regu- it bluntly. It's regularly trawled Netflix, and even in the anime section, nothing is jumping out at me as something new and interesting of something I would like to watch. Um, I've looked at other streaming services, and it's generally true as far as stuff that I've seen, but because it's all so gated now, if you're not already part of the Disney, the Apple, you you don't see the good stuff that's coming through. Like, I don't know if you listened to the episode, the quiz episode about TV shows. I'd literally genuinely never heard of any of those shows you ask me questions about because they're all gated behind services I don't necessarily mm. have. And there's so much on Netflix, even if you have Netflix, the chances of you seeing something good and new if it's outside of your algorithm bubble is n- is nil. So it's just awful. Yeah. Clearly Fergus had a lot to say. Yeah. Um, yeah, so the the main point I want to make about streaming services um, is kind of the diversification and the scattering of um, their availability, you know, how many there are, what shows are available on what platforms, um, and the fact that because of this scattering and because of this, um, you know, not being available on certain things, something you might want to see, are they a good deal anymore? You know, are they being perceived as a good deal? Um, you know, it's not as easy anymore as to just say, I'm going to get Netflix and that is a great alternative to TV. Now there's so many streaming services and so much stuff that you may or may not want to watch, you may or may not have heard of. So it's it's more complicated than it used to be. Um, and to be honest, I'm not quite sure in which direction that it's going to go. How sustainable is this method, is this model? Hmm. So... A lot of people are actually commenting on this, but it's, it's the cable era of like, uh, you know, it's the era of having so many different TV shows to pay for on the cable service, and you're paying for it for these multiple packages to be bundled into one. But we're obviously, with streaming services, that are not that option. Could there be a thing in the future of basically governments coming and say, okay, or well, not governments, but like a television or streaming service body that comes and say, okay, we've got Netflix, Apple TV, Amazon Prime, or probably Amazon Prime but like Paramount you pay 25 quid a month and you get these free services like in that in those bundles basically to be honest I think that's almost inevitable to an extent um, I think that what that looks like in terms of what is in those packages is going to depend on licensing and how well companies play together mm. but I think that that is gonna be we are inevitably gonna see that we are definitely gonna there's definitely a licensing issue discussion especially cross-border licensing issue we'll definitely get into mm. in a minute but um yeah no i just uh from my perspective i think it's getting to the point where we're streaming services we do have too many i obviously myself which has we had, used to have this running joke of me constantly suggesting shows to him and everything and i'm even at the point now where i just don't do it anymore because as Ferguson mentioned the algorithm sometimes doesn't allow you to have these shows in mind or you know exactly where they're going to be I mean I'm I'm the provider for my you know streaming services basically um so you know everyone has that access I do think like there are some streaming services coming up which you wouldn't expect so we'll get into the like Paramount and Apple TV I think they are starting to gain on uh, the, uh, the competition a bit Netflix, there's reasons because it's in regards to Fergus's spreading themselves too thinly. Mm-hmm. Um, Amazon Prime, 
they've got a unique i think amazon are going to be safe in the sense of we're getting to further down that they're the ones i think they're the safest in my opinion amazon prime is because i think you know the content in a little bit we'll discuss netflix is netflix is on the verge at the moment of basically seeing if they're going to succeed or what they're going to do if they're going to see a, sh- a slight decline or if they're going to see a sharp drop off and become mm-hmm. the love film to the, you know they may have to create mm-hmm. the new version like from the love film they used to be and how that's going to go so right now people are going to go and give you the stats for these and everything so right so currently in the world these are coming from current uh this is from wikipedia uh but let's let's go through so so netflix currently has 230 million 900 sorry yeah, 230 million 930,000 subscribers that's the rough estimate of the current subscriber count that's of netflix lot. yeah Amazon Prime, we don't actually... Amazon supposedly doesn't reveal the statistics for the current subscribers they have, but the estimate that people are coming up with is around 200 million. Hmm. Apple TV. Now, Apple TV, I do want to get into a bit more because Apple TV has a unique selling point in that if you buy an Apple product, you generally get a bundle with it. So mm-hmm. Apple TV, with Apple being so popular, you can see the subscription can be that high. Sony, interesting, Sony comes into that as well because when you bought PS5, uh, you got six months of Apple TV free. Mm. same as airpods i believe you, you get free months apple tv free if you buy airpods and stuff like that so that muddies the numbers exactly right that muddies them yeah but they have 161 million eight hundred thousand subscribers tencent video which is a um asian streaming service i mm. believe it's a main based in china yeah. 124 million um iq ui I, I don't know specifically this is from the stats there is 106 million youtube premium now i this is number is much higher than i expected it to be same yes it's yeah. at 80 million now, I think just because people don't want ads and also they could download videos offline, makes it much easier. And also, I think at the time when YouTube were producing YouTube TV content, mm. the thing was from the time people probably just kept it. But it is like eleven ninety nine a month to pay for YouTube premium. So the cost is still quite high. Just a quick note yeah. on YouTube. Um, it's quite a unique, like if you look at all of those, they are more like TV and film based. And YouTube still has a, it's very unique kind of platform. It's a lot more user, you know, <coughs> influencers and, and users and just a bit more kind of every man content to an extent so mm. i will say that that kind of youtube always stands out amongst the others in that regard although others too to be fair you know like crunchy Roll and such yeah i more often than not default to youtube i don't pay for premium though so if you add the numbers of people who are okay with the adverts that number is going to be massive yes it's going, it's going to dwarf it's going to be it's going to be in the it's going to be in the billions yeah i, I would say youtube would probably dwarf most of the mm-hmm. paid subscription i'd say at least be at 1.5 billion you know mm-hmm. it, yeah possibly i wouldn't yeah. say it's like you know the seven billion people on the planet obviously certain regions of the world can't use youtube and everything mm-hmm. so you know um so they obviously wouldn't reach those pinnacle levels but yeah i definitely agree there hbo max uh 76 million eight hundred thousand so i'm definitely going to count a discussion on uh, hbo max in a little bit because obviously other countries like you know european countries do have access to hbo max the nordic region specifically they have mm-hmm. access to it the American regions and everything. Japan has HBO Max as well. The UK doesn't. We're going to get into that because it really mm. fucking pisses me off. Yep. I have yeah. some things to say about UK exclusivity or lack of. Yep. This is the one that's going out quite quickly because it's only been out in the UK for a year, but it's been out in America a little bit longer. Paramount Plus, mm-hmm. uh, 55,900,000. Um, you pay about six ninety nine a month for this at the moment. Mm. You can have six profiles. People, Two people can watch at once. Uh, it's not a bad deal. Uh, mm. It has like Top Gun, Maverick, Star Trek, and everything. Uh, Yellowstone, 
Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, why not? Uh, you know, has it has those out there ones and everything, and they're slowly building themselves Halo. up. Yeah, Hulu. Mm. Yeah, so yeah. Aronis now, don't know it. They have 39 million. Stars, I do know of these people. They're not the ones that link to Disney+. Plus. They're the subscription service you can get through Amazon Prime. Ah, yes. 27,300,000. Uh, I have to write this in there because Discovery Plus is tied into HBO now. So, uh, mm. HBO Max, so, so they're 24 million. So really it's 90, it's about 100 million for HBO Max in general because their Discovery Plus and everything are eventually going to be tied together. I believe that's the plan. Uh, Crunchyroll, which I know Fergus is happy with. Is, uh, yeah. This is where the numbers start dropping off quite quickly. 5 million. I'm surprised it's so low, if I'm honest. But you got to take into account, though, that the Funimation, which we're talking about now, was rolled into that, which is yeah. 2.5 million. I'm surprised so... it's listed separately, because I'm not entirely sure Funimation still exists as a website right now, does it? I think maybe it's taken the uh, the actual subscription count and rolled it into Crunchyroll, so mm. it's the actual numbers coming from that. Yeah. Uh, we are now going to roll it over to Now TV, which is 2.2 million. I Boo. believe that's dropped Boo. off to 1.9. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah. That's going to be the discussion. We should be non-biased. I don't. The discussion point we're going to get into this with uh, Chaz is uh, BritBox with two million. Yep, nice. Quite higher than expected. Shudder, which is the horror streaming service, Mm. that's cool. That's into Amazon Prime. I believe you could get it through one million, which is Mm. quite, which actually lower than I expected it to be. To be honest, for a horror-based service, but they do the more indie horror type stuff and everything. So yeah. Uh, BBC iPlayer, I don't have any stats for, but I believe that's that's probably that's probably one of the highest, to be honest, because it's mm. worldwide. So it's not. Uh, have you ever tried to access BBC iPlayer from outside the UK? No, because I've never been outside the UK. <laughs> uh, you can't. Um, accessing BBC content from abroad is notoriously hard because the BBC makes a lot of money from licensing formats and shows to other networks. Ah, so this is probably why the whole... We'll probably get into the discussion of Doctor Who going to Disney. Yeah. So I think that's probably why coming into that as well. So those are the paid streaming services. We'll quickly roll off over the actual uh, subscriptions now. Uh, Facebook Watch, which does count because they do are producing content. Uh, Amazon Freebie. Which is obviously, you know, the free base service with the actual ads. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's you could just go to Amazon Prime and or just Amazon in general and watch these uh, shows for free. Mm. Just have ads in the middle, which is basically like normal TV. Uh, Pluto TV, which I know Chaz wants to talk about, seventy nine million subscribers. Uh, Roku channel, seventy million. Uh, that's where the uh, Weird Al movie came from. So oh, okay. yeah, Roku actually produced that movie. Two uh, B. Uh, 64 million and Crackle 40 million. I believe Crackle's more of a an American right. uh, type thing. I, was say, yeah, so. I very much know what those are. I've never heard of any of them. I've heard of I've heard of both of these because obviously we watched Double Toast and myself with Chad, so I've heard of Crackle and Tubi and everything, but I've right. not really heard of them like what well, they actually yeah. produce someone. I'm always watching Tubi. Yeah. Yeah. Good old Tubi. Yeah, good old Tubi. Don't uh, know if, you, if that's how you pronounce it. R2 Tubi. Uh, <laughs> It's a terrible joke. Uh, yeah, so obviously, you know, we're coming off those stats. The initial impressions are basically, we did see some shockers in there of how, like, um, YouTube Premium having such high... Um, Netflix, obviously, was the dominant... We, we knew Netflix was going to be the dominant subscriber because they, they're they still rolling off the COVID boom, I think, like, like how subscribers had and people have just kept it. Yeah, I think a lot of people are prioritizing subscription services at the moment with various financial crunches going on. I think, yeah, you're probably right. Netflix is probably the one that has stayed so far um, because it has just that sheer wealth of content. 
So yeah, I mean, like you know, let's just let's just roll into like you know what we're paying for each one. Basically, it's like with mm. Netflix at the moment, they are currently talking about the reason this whole podcast episode came about was basically Netflix came out and said we are going to be removing sharing for people from different households, mm. which I think is the worst decision you could possibly make as a yep. as a, as a yeah. business. So I did an investigation into piracy when I was writing my dissertation for university. And generally speaking, the results were that even if people were watching things for free, they were still paying into the franchise in terms of things like DVD boxes, posters, etc. Now, with Netflix trying to boot... that, So it's only 230 million... Op- and 231 million paid subscribers if you can imagine all of those how sharing their password with two people so that's double so you're losing half of your eyeballs and making them potentially quite hostile to you a hundred million people who are hostile towards you and your content is a bad vibe well you gotta remember so paying into the franchises of the shows that you're trying to push forwards let's let's point out though like 161 million sorry 230 million subscribers yeah that's paying subscribers so really like they're thinking it's going to actually extend their subscription count because of basically think like if like Five six households are sharing an account. Yeah, that's the you know, that's in the billions, really. That's in mm. over a billion, really. Five, and they think that's going to happen. But I think they could oh, they really could generally see an increase of subscribers. But the actual cost of like the like you know yeah. they can see the subscription number go up, but the basic uh, payment go is reduced to the basic payment. Yeah, yeah. So, so obviously in the UK at the moment, let's go off this. So with a basic account, you get adverts, one device, some TV, and you can watch in HD at seven twenty p, I believe. So that's at four ninety nine a month currently. Mm. Uh, I believe that may have gone up a little bit. Basic one device, unlimited. Oh, sorry, you only get some films and TVs, and then unlimited mobile games. So I know stuff like Stranger Things and uh, The Witcher are not on Gate the basic ad- with adverts. That's yeah. interesting. I wasn't aware of that. Yeah, that's. Um... That's pretty harsh, I'd say. Yeah, basic, unlimited films, TV, programs, watching HD, advert free, one device supported at a time. Uh, standard, two supported devices, unlimited, full HD, so 1080p onwards, advert free, two devices at a time. Now, this way it gets interesting. Premium, so right, basic is uh, £7, standard is £10, £11. Now, premium is like £5, £6 more, you get four devices, uh, unlimited film, TV, uh, ultra HD, Advert free, six devices at a time, uh, and spatial audio. Mm. And this is at fifty ninety nine. I believe it may be going up soon. Now, from what I've read going forwards, is that Netflix is going to be introducing uh, region locking to the point where if you go to another country or a different location, IP address, mm. you're going to have to pay for a pass. And that pass will allow you 30 days to watch shows or content. Someone online on Twitter basically said, oh, so if I go to, if I work on a Netflix project in another country for four months, do I, can I just keep paying that added thing or am I locked out after 30 days because I'm in another country? So I'm working on a Netflix project, watching Netflix, am I locked out? How does that work? Mm. You know, it's, okay, right. This, I, I do, I don't think this is fully going to go ahead in my opinion. I think they're going, they are going to, like, I believe they've, they've started, we've they've already backpedaled. They've backpedaled some a bit, statements, yeah. A bit. They have said they are still introducing this at some point, but mm-hmm. they backpedaled a bit. 
I will say Netflix have produced some amazing content. You know, let's let's give them positive and everything. Yeah. yeah. They've given us Stranger Things, they've given yeah. us The Witcher, you know we'll get into the anime subject a bit because this is a strong contender for Netflix. If they could crack that, it could be very good for them. Documentaries. They've done an amazing job of doc- documentaries. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, they w- I feel they're one of the kings in, doc- in the documentary realm for streaming services, if you think about it. Yeah, there's not really... Well, I can't think of any other services that do quite the amount that Netflix does, for sure. Yeah. But they've got a big problem. Mm. And I think you know where I might be going with this. They're creating all this amazing content, mm. but cancelling it if it's not reaching the algorithm quickly enough for them. Yeah, I think this is a huge problem. Like, this is what they should really be concentrating on. Getting the right shows in front of the right people and elongating. Like, so dropping an entire season, like 12, 24 odd episodes in one go, when you could draw out one episode a week like traditional tv you've got 24 potentially 24 weeks of subscription there instead of oh i just watched in a weekend i feel a bit shitty now some series are doing that now to be fair amazon is amazon and disney plus are pulling that off to be honest and and with netflix what they're more doing is um splitting the shows Mm. so with stranger things specifically and then you the 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 serial killer show Mm. they released part one which is the majority of the episodes so stranger things it was seven of the nine Mm. and then the last four which were fucking four hours long Mm. uh they released the final two six weeks later Maybe that's a good way of going about it. Maybe maybe, maybe take that approach. You know, if, if you're yeah. making your shows longer now, like if your shows are nine, ten episodes, twelve episodes, do that. Mm. Wednesday, for example. Brilliant show was it's still on the top charts now, after mm. so long, I believe. That was only eight episodes. Mm. That take that approach for like the all at once approach, because also they're hour episodes as well, you know. Mm. But you do get shows that are like thirty minutes long. And then they're gone after uh, very quickly. Mm. Maybe that might be the approach of going weekly with those. You know, try to change. Try to change how mm. to approach it. Because you're you're missing out on building hype and the internet going nuts for this one show that they've seen two episodes of, getting a hundred million people extra to subscribe because they want to watch. I don't know. They are doing that with um, Physical One Hundred, which I mentioned a couple episodes back. Um, I'm pretty like I'm just waiting for that to drop because they're releasing it a couple at a time um and the you know the reddit for it is like watching for you know speculating on who's going to win and all that stuff mm. after each episode it it's a good approach i think i think nate's got a point where yeah release certain types of series all in one certain ones week by week certain ones you can split up i think um in regards to animation so let's go on to so we'll, we'll, we'll discuss mm. like other shows at amazon in a minute but let's just start on netflix basically mm. they've been that that actual animation department have been done extremely well yeah the actual animes have done really well like castlevania and arcane mm. they've, they've, they've really pulled it off their live action anime on the other hand what the hell is going on there like, yeah, I, that was always tricky territory to go into. Um, but they literally have something to draw off. That's yeah. the problem. Like they're not. How can they do so well in and like the animated versions compared to? I know you can have the same directors come in and pull something off like that. Like mm. How to Train a Dragon is pulled in the director from the original now to come and film the live action versions, which I think is yeah. a smart move. Uh, it's tricky to get to make something because anime 
is so particular and so hype and kind of exists within its own reality trying to draw that out and put it into the real world doesn't work because it's not the real it just does it's, it's not even 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 meant to be close right True, but then you have stuff like, you know, their demographics. So obviously they're doing the uh, Cowboy Bebop show and then, sorry, sorry, they've done the Cowboy Bebop show, yeah. which recently came out with the creator of Cowboy Bebop, came out, watched the first scene and was like, this is not Cowboy Bebop, mm. which is quite, yeah. They need to be do, be doing better at making shows. One Piece, yeah. uh, Avatar The Last Airbender, which I think One Piece, I don't think that will last long. If they could pull off, fair play to them. But Avatar The Last Airbender will be their final crux for the live-action anime, in my opinion. Because mm. that is such a beloved... Like, Nash, like you have Death Note and you have all these other shows which came out. Like, Fullmetal Alchemist mm. was more of the niche anime scene. Like, it wasn't the mainstream. Whereas Avatar Oof. The Last Airbender... Really? Uh, Alchemist. I was going to say, that's niche. not niche. Even I know that. Not, <laughs> no, but I mean, I mean like, Tier you know, general, on, general audience is like... General audience like, is like, you know, Avatar Last Airbender was on Nickelodeon. You know, it, it was viewed by general kid audiences back in, you know, the noughts and everything. And I whereas, guess. you know, that, you know, and it was seen by many audiences. And obviously we've had one film already. So people are aware of, in the mainstream of M. Night Shyamalan doing that interpretation mm. of how bad, because also the show is dealing with that bad adaptation of the movie, which actually killed a season four oh. of Avatar the Last yeah. Airbender. That's how much it dropped off. Mm. And I think that's going to be the show which basically does it or does it doesn't or do it for them. Mm. Now that's going to be the turning point for it. If they could pull that off, like the Marvel um, formula, like if mm. they can find the formula, then they could start doing other adaptations better. Mm. And I think for Netflix, that's what they need basically because, you know, Amazon have, we're going to get into Amazon in a second. They have Rings of Power. They've got God of War coming up. They've got The Boys, which is killing it. They've got Invincible, which is an amazing, you know, it's an adult animation show for them. When it comes to Netflix now, can you name me, I can name a few. So you've got You, which is the, the serial killer show, which is ending soon. Mm. You've got Stranger Things, which is ending. Mm. You've got Squid Game, which is not even in production for season two yet. Mm. The Witcher, which is in rocky territory at the mm-hmm. moment. Mm. Outs- and, and Wednesday. Wednesday. Well, look at all Outside this. of that, yeah. can you name me big Netflix properties? Um, no, but you're I, asking the wrong person. Yeah, I don't know why it's specifically Netflix. Like, I've been watching a bunch of Suits recently because it was mm. there. Suits is brilliant, but it's on. It's, it's, it's finished not, for a while now. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, I'm probably not going to get to season nine, but um, I think I highly recommend it. It ends mm. quite well. I think Netflix's strength at the moment is just the library. Basically, you can catch up on a lot of good TV and good films that are just there. Um. And then they release, you know, something every now and then that's pretty good and is a hit. That's how I see them at the moment. They're licensing. I think Netflix, Mm. so how basically, we're going to get onto Now TV in a little bit. Licensing for Netflix international um, uh, shows like Schitt's Creek and like The Office US and Parks and Recreation, which I've heard some of those are going to be leaving the streaming service soon. Like, yes. I think they need to keep those because because yes. a lot of people just watch Netflix for the availability and also the comfort and the easy exactly. accessibility. And that was always its selling point. Always. Yeah. No, I definitely agree. And I just I just think that's what's needed. I think I think Netflix need to realize that they are the most accessible. A streaming service on the planet and that and it's it's the comfort streaming service like app we're gonna go into amazon now but i think amazon um are pretty much the same as netflix in that regard like they are very easily accessible but netflix are still king in that department mm. 
And I think if if Netflix pulls back on this, you know, sharing issue, and they, because also in 2017 they put a Twitter post out, uh, sh- yeah. uh, love love is sharing your Netflix password. Yeah. And then people yeah. have come out and said, is, is there a divorce happening now? Um, yeah. I. <sighs> I say it, you don't want to be hostile towards a very hard-earned audience, whether it's paying for your service or not, because there are so many other subscription services, and if those a hundred million people who are not paying for Netflix decide they're going to pay for your rival Disney, for example, that puts Disney above Netflix in terms of paid subscribers, which I is a problem. I think they could hold out till Stranger Things season five and The Witcher's done. Or at least almost done after the Lieutenant Cavill before they start pulling in this because they've got their big ones out of the way financially and then they could see how it's going to balance out and they could maybe like take a rejig like HBO is doing or has done. Mm. But yeah, so with Netflix, I think just you know take a different approach, guys. Also look at look at your look at your anime department and like your live action. Look at look mm. at your animation department in general because they've been killing it. Yeah. Uh, specifically for your films, like you know, the CB stuff I heard was quite good. Um, live action anime department have a little yeah, new it's focus. Always been a problem. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and also just more, more creative IP. You you've been really good at doing creative IP, and yeah, just do that and keep a hold of your old licenses for the stuff yeah. that people want to keep returning to and know that you have at the moment. Yeah, no, definitely agree. Right, we'll move on to Amazon. I will start. start yeah. through Amazon Prime. So Amazon Prime, I feel like. We don't need to talk about it as much because these the I feel this is the safest one. Like these are the safest people because Amazon is the biggest conglomerate pretty much now on the planet. Yeah, it's not going anywhere. And so much content is rolled into an Amazon Prime subscription. So we have some you stats. That. Yes, you uh, have to pay for quite a lot of additional stuff with yeah. Amazon, and <laughs> you, it's not entirely clear what you have to pay for and what you don't. And sometimes renting a recent movie is like 15 quid mm-hmm. for three days, which is just... It put me off subscribing at all. Yeah, really. I don't think that's just down to Amazon, though. I think that's just down... Because, like, Apple TV and Google have the same thing. So, like, you know, buying a new movie or renting it is roughly the same price on yeah, those platforms. Yeah, but I'm paying for a subscription for the privilege to pay more money, which I don't like. I get that. I do get that to be honest. So with Disney, we're doing that with uh, their initial releases, of, like the thirty pound movies. That was a COVID thing there. But with you know, yeah. with Amazon Prime, though, you get deliveries and streaming and shopping and reading and you know, yeah. and which stuff also like kind of muddies the waters a little bit. None of the other uh, streaming services have anything like that tied to their subscriptions. And it's about eight quid a month. Mm. That's what makes it king. Like you know, they have all this mm. content, and you know, as we were discussing, mm. they have the Rings of Power now, mm. which. Mm. Yeah, we we're getting to that end of the episode. I agree I think. with Fergus, though. Anecdotally, from my experience with Amazon Prime, there's been an awful lot of stuff where I'm like, oh, I want to watch something. I've got to buy it on Amazon. I can't just. It's not on yeah. Amazon Prime. It's had a few. Like, don't be wrong. There's a few shows that are included that are like, you know, top tier. I, obviously, I love The Expanse. Um, I really enjoy The Grand Tour. Um, and Clarkson's Farm was a surprise. You know, really wholesome show. So they've definitely got some, you know, big hitters, but. Yeah, more often than not, I have to buy more stuff. I get that. Uh, so, obviously, you know, you've got God of War coming out uh, for uh, Amazon Prime, which mm. I think is going to be very good for them. Like, if mm. they could pull off the video game adaptation um, section, very yeah. well. There's also yeah. rumours of Mass Effect going to yeah. Amazon, which I think, I've, Trez just mentioned, The Expanse. Mm-hmm. Get that creative team yeah. in that did that. I think that would be the perfect event. Yeah. That would be absolutely 
perfect in my opinion uh the boys which has been you oh, know yes, you course, know with yeah. with how people felt about the mcu and everything and how it was going the boys came in at the correct time and just went oh we're gonna fuck your shit up <laughs> and you know blood and violence and that's what just people wanted something different and boy did it fucking bring it yeah perfect timing yeah for sure and they've said that they're going more fucked up the next season oh god <laughs> and they've also said the boys isn't going to end possibly end with season four there's, there's at least going to be one more season after that so i think season five will be an ending point for the boys uh obviously rings of power will have you know they had an issue with that show it obviously i believe that they could be contractually obligated to do four seasons i possibly read I somewhere heard that yeah don't hold me to that but They've also, actually, we'll say, I will give Amazon credit this, though. They have listened to the audience, the mm. creators as well, and they are tweaking the show to make it more how the audience want it. Listening to mm. the audience, basically, not basically saying, oh, just do it that way. You know, Amazon, you can't really say much else. Like, they've been doing great. Invincible, the animated show, I thought was brilliant. Yeah, looking forward to season two. Exactly, that comes out this year. Uh, possibly winter this year, most likely. Um but yeah, I've, I've, with the subscription count for Amazon, which we don't actually have the full amount on 200 million, mm. they're the safest one because everyone has Amazon Prime, basically. Mm. Yeah. And, you, and you can share with other, one other person as well. You know, a lot of people don't realise you can share your Amazon Prime with one other person. So really, that's, still, that's... that's like 350 a month, really. Sharing your Amazon Prime more is a different proposition to sharing your Netflix account because of the additional being able to buy things the benefits yeah um well i mean in terms of just that then if you're sharing that's presumably your amazon password which links to your ability to shop on amazon linked to your card true um <laughs> which is a bit different <laughs> no i think you i think you can create specific profiles i i, I think it's households you yeah. create yeah i can't imagine that they'd give yeah Though I know my grand uh, my grandfather gets like uh, Alexa notifications when I get deliveries to the house, he's like, oh, I didn't get anything delivered, like you know, <laughs> sometimes and everything. But you know, we'll come on Amazon Prime because I think they're the safest one. Uh, we'll go across now to Disney Plus, mm. which Fergus still refuses to get. Yes, um, yeah. Which you you're gonna have to give in because they they've got some really good content now, and I... also back catalog content as well, which I think they do have really good on. Yeah, Disney Plus, I think personally is in a pretty strong position. Um, again, anecdotally, lately I've been like, oh, I'm gonna watch whatever. Oh, it's on Disney Plus. So the menu—that's uh, the latest thing I found out. It was just straight up there. Um, I remember when the latest season of Walking Dead—that was randomly on Disney Plus. I was like, "That's cool. the thing as well." In America, they have AMC, Hulu, ESPN, Discovery, mm-hmm. National Geographic, as separate channels. For international markets, it's all on Disney Plus. It's all wrapped into one. Yeah, so- I. The reason I haven't got Disney so far is because it's. Disney and Disney curated content in a bubble that you can never escape, you know. But they've started buying additional shows, right? I D- D- Doctor Who is going to be uh, distributed to America, and they've actually, I believe, Disney is pumping more money into Doctor Who now to assist with the actual like streaming content of it. And yeah. I like that idea, to be honest. Like it's you know giving I... a more broadening market. I think Disney Plus is in a good position to. Not start rivaling Netflix, but become a similar service where they have a good back catalogue of stuff that people are going to keep coming to, and they keep bringing in new shows that people are actually interested in and don't have to buy us with. I mean, the fact that I could go back and watch Scrubs, like, yeah. on there, you know, just go watch Scrubs or stuff like that, or, um, you know, the fact that, like, Stars, which is, like, they're more mature, like, where mm. probably Deadpool was going to go, like, the, yeah. you know, and... 
I just think, and also you can have up to six profiles on Disney Plus as well. So yeah, and it's like eight, seven, eight pounds a month, and you can lock it behind stuff. And they do they do categorize everything for you into different like, is this like National Geographic, Marvel, Star Wars, like you know, kids and everything. Like it does categorize things well for you and mm. also they have documentaries of the stuff they produce which i think is really good those are pretty interesting i will say do they do um is disney plus got the making of um the movies that made us is that disney plus no that's netflix oh whoops right so oh, so yeah, yeah that's those are good too though <laughs> that's what said, good documentaries that's what said netflix yes. should have more like they haven't done one in a while mm. keep doing stuff like they did the games one as well do stuff like mm, that and pull, draw oh, people in. Yeah, that game's almost the high great. score. I, f- yeah. I love that. Yeah, it was brilliant. Yeah, because it brought to the attention of the um, the black uh, video game creator who created the uh, video game uh, cartridge. Yeah, yeah. Well, brought attention to a lot of uh, people that of uh, creators who people might not have been aware of. But, yeah, uh, and uh, but no, I think Disney Plus is in a good position. One hundred sixty-one million eight hundred thousand. I think that's just going to mm. keep going up. Absolutely. Yeah. Because yeah. I think they are still pumping out that into new regions possibly i don't think it's inter- completely international yet but uh like it's a bit it's pretty much everywhere now but also with disney plus um obviously they have marvel and star wars and like all this content they're doing percy jackson so that's going to be a big thing for them because like with the whole harry potter controversy which we won't go into percy jackson is a good point for people to maybe have an introduction to the more mythical world something else which doesn't work because a lot of people think about it are there really any other shows doing that to be honest networks doing that to be honest like you don't have oh the wheel of time on amazon or you know yeah exactly comments about that one (laughs) exactly but you know you've got these new content coming out which could work out quite well for honestly i i think you should get the trial for a month and just see what's on there and just you know give us your opinion i think you would be surprised i think i'm not i'm not like Nate and I'm like go buy it it's up to you but I'm personally <laughs> personally Nate being a Disney show <laughs> no, I'm personally um, for me a lot of stuff on there is surprising I'm like oh that's on Disney Plus cool I wanted to watch that it's that kind of thing Nightmare um, Alley that yes. movie yeah that was, that's on Disney Plus oh awesome I'm yeah, like, I'm like, I watched that yeah that's I didn't realise that was on Disney Plus yeah. that came on quite and also with um with them releasing their movies 45 days after they've been in the cinema now mm. you you have access you know if people don't have access mm. I think it's become more common in the streaming service now anyway you don't have to wait a year for the video to come out or which DVD, is great you know, yeah 45 days you know you a month and a half Ant-Man will be on um, streaming services by the end of April mm. yeah mm. I did that with uh, Doctor Strange too because I missed it in the cinema. Exactly. Yeah, and I think that's really good. You know, Wakanda Forever's already on there. It came at the start of February. Mm. Uh, yeah, so I think Disney's mm. in a good position at the moment to not rival Netflix, but like cha- challenge in the sense of like much varied content, but also much bigger IP to a degree as well to pull people in. Yeah, potentially learn the lessons of Netflix's um, foray. <laughs> yes, exactly. And uh, Doctor Who, a lot of people go get like, oh, Doctor Who, the one with the, the big... Rubbish, can, rubbish cans yeah, yeah but a lot of international markets you know it's, yeah but i think you know to more international markets that'd be very interesting to do and with mm. the walking dead ending and the spin-offs coming for that as well it's just an ever growing thing uh moving along to a couple of the one want to talk on hbo max now we're going to talk mm. about uh apple tv and paramount together but hbo max um th- we're going to tie this into now tv the discussion on now tv because HBO Max is an international streaming service which is available in many other countries but it's not available in the UK which I think is absolutely stupid because there is a Sky licensing deal yes. mm. and this is where the licensing comes into it now that's in place until 2025 that means the UK cannot watch Game of Thrones, uh, House of the Dragon The Last of Us 
all these major IPs, we have to watch through either Sky or Now TV. Mm. Now, he- now with HBO Max, this includes DC and like all this massive IP content that we j- Harry Potter, you know, all this content that just goes on that we just don't have access to. Discovery, mm. you know, if you- educational purposes. Why is it not allowed? What you know? Can they not just pay a fine, a fee to just break the thing and just like, or or just give access to it as an alternate solution? Because, you know, if you have now TV but you don't have Sky, you can watch it on either platform. Mm. Why can't you just have HBO Max and the same thing as well? I I don't know. I Sky is if you think about it, Sky in this new internet era is kind of fighting for its life. Like it's invested millions and millions in satellites. Who the hell is using <laughs> satellites anymore? Actually. I wanted to say something on Sky because you mentioned earlier about bundles. Um, you triggered a memory in my head because when I go home, my parents who have had Sky TV all their lives now have a bundle with Sky TV that gives them Netflix um, and a f- maybe want to say access to like renting various other movies from other sources as well. Um, so that's already there, and they also have Amazon, um, uh, Amazon Prime, which they've hooked into their smart TV. So it's happening. Um, you know, some bundles, you know, maybe that is the future of, you know, TV and streaming. It all kind of will blur together a little bit. I believe Virgin do Hmm. media do a similar thing to be honest. Like, and, but with now TV though, let's, let's just get into it. Like, so now, so HBO, well, let's HBO Max is 76, 76 million, 800,000, uh, subscribers. Um, Hmm. now TV has 2 million and declining. Uh, so they really, well, yeah, they really only have the subscribers because of, the major IP coming from HBO. Yeah. Think of it. When you think of Now TV, you think of um, well. To be fair, though, with, with Now TV, you get access to uh, other content, like you know, other other platforms. So you get like you know, movie services. You get like big film properties from Sony and everything. You do get access to those. But uh, going off of it, so here's the cost for um, Now TV for the general cost in general. So a cinema pass is eleven ninety nine a month. Uh, that includes 11 channels and 1,000 movies on demand. Entertainment Pass, £10 a month. This is TV. Mm. Uh, kids Pass, three ninety nine a month. So the Kids Pass isn't included within the Entertainment Pass. Do these pass. all stack? Uh, no. Uh, they they do all stack, yes. So you could potentially have to pay for all of these? Yes. How you pass, uh, it's reality TV, £5 a month. Sky Sports, £33 a month for an, or £10 for a day one pass. Now, I believe with Sky, you could pay like... 30 40 pound a month and you could get a lot of these already like bundled together obviously with sky you're tied to a contract now the advantage of now tv is you could literally like have subscription services you could pay monthly but and also the the pièce de résistance is to get 1080p on now tv mm. you have to pay five pounds going up to six pounds a month now mm. and a lot of people are saying well why if you paid 4k rightfully if you bundled if you drop the price of Sky Cinema a bit and Entertainment Pass and the boot the 4K booster, you'd be about the same price as Netflix. Mm. You can have free profiles on Now TV. That's fine. But at the current state, if you wanted to add those all together, you're talking at least almost about £30 a month if you had all those without mm. Sky Sports. And that would, you know, that is several other streaming services. Combined. Yeah. 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 I don't know what Now TV... Ugh. So, can I have a small rant about Now TV? Sure, go for it. Yeah, yeah go. Yeah, this, this is what we like to hear. Right. Yeah. Okay, so Now TV has screwed us in the UK, or at least myself, over in the UK several times. Uh, the first one was when uh, I went to start having some friends around to watch uh, a Game of Thrones series. Oh, God. Yeah, well, I didn't know it was going to be bad. Um, 
And the only available legal way to get it, because again, licensing, was through Now TV, which only provided 720p as an option. Now, we wanted our friends around, we wanted to have that, you know, in a nice resolution, and it's just like, this is literally, if we want to go by the law, spend the money, you know, do mm. it by the proper sources, we are getting screwed over. So that annoyed me. The other thing is, uh, a more recent example, um, is that the only way that you can legally watch Formula One online um, in the UK is again through Now TV, which again is 720p, which is, it's, it's just annoying that, you know, the, our only legal sources are in a poor quality. Um, and just a small little side rant to me personally, twice Now TV have taken Silicon Valley off while I've been halfway through watching it. I don't Such know why, but they keep removing it while I'm watching it. Bastards. I can say, if, you, if YouTube, can, a free platform, can let you stream at 1080p, mm. why can't Now TV do it the same? Yeah. Especially since they have the option for 4... I believe... Well, Sky has the option for 4K to watch their shows in 4K on Sky. Why doesn't Now TV have that option? Yeah. All I can say is, like, I have a bit of a grudge against them because of those reasons, but I'm not surprised they're going down because... Even looking at these prices, doesn't seem like good value. But that's the thing, yeah. though. I generally think, though, if they could like get some interesting licensing involved, rejig their like rejig their pr- pr- payment plan a bit to make it more in line with Netflix, it could work out quite well for them. The sports package, I understand. Sports is a big thing, and I know even with Sky, you have a separate purchase for sports packages. Yeah. I definitely know that, so that's understandable. But I, I, I generally think if they rejigged it down a bit to maybe like. 18 quid a month with 4k same as netflix mm. which is about a five quid drop for them they their subscription account could go up quite a bit because they've got a link to sony you know they could have a sony link there the hb if they added more dc like you know hbo content and everything on there at the same time we had it um i think that could work out quite well because we're still restricted here in the uk so i have previously had now tv and had some very bad experiences with trying to unsubscribe from now tv (laughs) ran out of content was like yeah i'm gonna unsubscribe they keep taking the money so rang them up it was like yeah you're taking still taking the money i'm gonna have to i'm unsubscribing still kept taking the money literally had to unplug the box put it in the bin and threatened to sue them to get them to stop taking money and it wasn't an insignificant amount of money as you've just stated like it's just to watch like base like basic ass shows that i yeah, can get like it's not yeah. it's, it's not right, even but like, literally it's not carrying it literally I mean, binned the box there are there are it's got an all right library but for the amount of bullshit that at least I personally, it sounds like you have experienced as well. I dislike them intensely. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, obviously we'll wrap this up in a minute with Now TV because it's gone a little bit. But the one advantage of Now TV is if you go to cancel, they'll drop your price to like, that's what really annoys me. They'll give you six months of a plan for £4 a month, mm. a 60% discount. If you could do that for six months, like mm. I'm, on a, I'm on a discounted price, just do it permanently. Yeah. If they could do it at that price, they would get more people. They would get much more people. <laughs> yeah. And I, and 10 a p standard 1080p standard yeah. yeah make the booster 4k if yeah. you want a 4k booster like netflix mm. that's fine to do but make 1080p the basic standard 720p mm. is extremely out of date yeah that's like what early to early early noughts i'd say 2010 mm, like 2011 like yeah. you know around the era i believe game of friends started running in hd straight from the get-go so that's mm. 2010 
Yeah. Like, that's 13, 14 years ago now, almost. Uh, yeah, so, right, we're going to move along now, Half TV. Um, <laughs> I think gave it a good kick Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, well, no, I just, I do think they've got, I do think they've got, they've good thing going to do it correctly, but with the whole HBO link and everything, it just doesn't work for them, and I think mm. they need to re, and they need to rethink it. Uh, so going on to uh, Paramount Plus and Apple TV, I think the, I think I want to combine these because these mm. are the upcomers essentially. These are the ones who are producing good content that's starting to break the break the mainstream and everything. Like, well, not break the mainstream, but like really grab the attention of everyone, pulling the service. Because mm. Apple TV, 161 million, but that's because of the devices. You can always get Apple TV through PlayStation Five, for example, as mentioned before, at six months, AirPods three months, and stuff like that. Uh, Paramount Plus obviously has like Halo as well. Yeah. It has the big platform, which is uh, so Sonic get, movies. The Sonic, yeah, right Sonic. Uh, you've also got like Star Trek, which is a big IP in general for them. Well, Star Trek's on Netflix too, by the way. Uh, the I the, it's pulling back on that. So Discovery actually stopped going on there. It's been it's been uh, moved over since Picard. Oh, the new st- so the crappy ones, yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> Picard's season, well, Picard's on there now as well. Season three is on um, uh, at Paramount and uh, pa- uh, Yellowstone, which is supposedly a, a brilliant show in America. See, oh no, that's a different platform. That's on Apple TV. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Loads. I'm surprised of you can content. remember what's on what. To be honest, man. That is so well, much... I have all of them. I'm like the Infinity Gauntlet of yeah. uh, streaming services gloves. How do you get Paramount? Okay, so this is an interesting approach, right? You can get it through the general sense of just going to Paramount Plus and like purchasing it. Mm. You can download the app on most platforms now. Uh, it was the platforms have been rolling. It's had a slower rollout on play for, uh, PlayStation. You couldn't get it to a certain point. Uh, Firestick, I think you can get the Paramount Plus app straight from the get go, or you can purchase it through Amazon subscription. Because I think this yeah, is probably yeah. This is, this is what I saw. It was like you have to subscribe through a subscription <laughs> service. It just seemed a very odd thing, but if you can go straight to the website, uh, I mm, yeah, yeah, I get that. Yeah. But no, uh, so I, yeah, I just want to with Paramount. Don't want to say too much on it. Oh, that's where I watched Top Gun Maverick, which mm. I do regret not seeing in the cinema. Great to watch it on that. I I don't know if they have four K on Paramount Plus. The visuals they look grand there anyway. I'm a big Star Trek fan, so I will, I I'm eventually going to watch all the Next Generation eventually because I've never watched it all myself. For real, wow. I've, no, I've, when I grew up, I watched. The episodes out of order, basically. Oh yes, yeah, same. Yeah. So I never watched it. I I'm probably just going to skip the first series, which I've been told to do, and then mm-hmm. just watch from just watch from there. But I think Paramount's doing quite well. If Halo season two uh, can do better, mm. I give it a six. Mm. I see what they tried to do, but they diversified quite a bit. If they could pull that off, get some more IP in there, they could be really well done. Yeah, I don't use Paramount Plus, but the reason personally is that. There's not any big hitters that I'm interested in, um, basically. So they've not quite got the library for me, personally. Try to get that. Apple TV, you've got Ted Lasso, you've got... Um, I'm, I'm actually drawing a blank now with Apple TV. Uh, Mythic Quest, um, you've got... You basically, you've got like, these up-and-coming shows. You, you've got films on there as well. Like um, There's some... Um, Cody, Coda, I believe it's called. It was the, um, the sign language movie. Uh, mm. I believe that was an Academy Award winning movie, you know, mm. Apple TV. There's a new show on there uh, called Shrinking with Harrison Ford and Jason Segel from How I Met Your Mother. Like, it's, it's, these, it's from Bill Lawrence, the creator of Scrubs. You know, these new things on there. C, with Jason Momoa and Dave Bautista mm. about the world blind and everything. Mm. Foundation, Isaac Asimov adaptation show. Sh- amazing visuals in that show. Good narrative. It's, a, you know, uh, For All Mankind, a show about what if Russia landed on the moon first. Each season is a new decade. Mm. 
all interesting concepts for TV shows. MythQuest, again, a, a show about video game developers, and they used Ubisoft as a as a resource for that. Um, you know, they have all this uh, gaining platform on there, and it's only like six pounds a month mm. to sort of five six pounds a month. You could subscribe to it, just watch a watch a show, watch a season. They do release their shows weekly. So on Paramount and Apple TV, they do release their shows weekly. I believe they might release a couple of episodes first and then they go weekly and whatnot, but it works out quite well. Yeah, I, I just generally think those are good streaming services. I think maybe mm. like flip between them, like if you want to watch them, because they do have some good content on there. Like Star Trek is starting to pump up more content, yeah. in my opinion, so it's a good platform for that. These streaming services basically have their IP drawing qualities. If they could find the IP and build up a good IP backlog like Netflix has done... They could be the big next heavy streaming services in mm. general, in my opinion. So, so this is kind of something I wanted to say about the amount of streaming services that are available. It kind of feels like you probably are going to have your big hitters, the ones that a lot of people have, and then people are going to pick and choose, basically, the ones that cater towards their tastes. Um, I don't necessarily think that's IP related. It could be, but it could be just like styles of show. Um, you know, you've, you're talking about Shudder there, horror movies only. That's oh. interesting. Um, and the same for BritBox. Um, I'm subscribed to BritBox because I watched a lot of old British TV shows. Um, they're nostalgic as hell to me. And every now and then I'll turn it on and I'll watch a series of Blackadder or something. I can say thank you. You literally come to the point I was going to mention. <laughs> so we're coming off Apple TV and Paramount Plus. This actually links into Fergus now specifically. Mm. Um, specific streaming services for specific yes. genres. Yes. Uh, Crunchyroll, Funimation, and High Dive are kind of my main go-to. I've never streams. heard of High Dive before. No, it's very niche, even within the anime niche. Um, so Fergus Land. Yeah, I mean, it takes on... So Crunchyroll, for currently airing anime, maybe it will be 80% of what actually comes out. Disney has started poaching some of the big hitters so mo- mo- most recently um the new series of bleach which led to the entire back catalog of bleach being removed from crunchyroll halfway through our, me watching it um <laughs> and that's why i know your pains was sad people. uh high dive is kind of the more niche movies uh, it's not there's no particular theme it's just the other shows in that realm um so it's worth having just for that one show that will crop up every couple of months and it's for i'm actually paying in dollars weirdly Mm. um because it's an american service which is like brits can watch it too there's no um region locking uh unlike oh that was another thing about apple tv um they've region locked an anime i was trying to watch uh, to USA only, um, Bloody because licensing. who knows? Who That's knows? the thing. Like, we'll, we'll wrap up this discussion of like specific streaming services. So obviously, do you want to do any more things on Britbox at all? Uh, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah, yeah. Obviously, wrapping up with that, like, so shut. Obviously, horror specific streaming service, Britbox, Britain, you know, British content and everything, and Crunchyroll anime specific. Um, and uh, yeah, I think I think that works out quite well for those, to be honest, and. 
I think if you can find a niche market for those, it will it will it can work mm. out quite well. And I think if the top tier streaming service continue doing that for a broader sense, but giving like pulling those people in, it could work really well. Mm. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna start wrapping up now with like a couple of the the, the free ones basically. Uh, yeah. So Freevee, Pluto TV, Roku. Um, so Freevee is the Amazon platform where you can watch stuff like uh, Person of Interest, uh, Leverage Redemption, which is a sequel to Leverage, brilliant show, and Pluto TV and Roku channel. I only knew Roku as a device. I didn't know it was an actual channel in itself before. They recently did the Weird Al movie, which was actually brilliant, by the way. And uh, Pluto TV, which I'm actually going to hand over to Chaz now. Well, I don't know that much about Pluto TV, but um, I do have it. It's basically, it's one of the things that I don't watch as much. It's on my Google TV, as you know, along with Freevee and stuff. But um, one of the things that stood out to me was it actually seems to have live channels, i.e. stuff that, you know, it's not pausing, it's just being broadcast live like a tv guide yeah so this is like right so this is a great idea um i've encountered this once before uh back when copyright legislation wasn't so much of a thing on the internet so we're talking the mega video days but someone made a channel that would basically play uh, old cartoons um just on not even on loop just there was an infinite stream of them you didn't get to pick they were just on mm-hmm. as a well, like, there's a great idea and i think it's something that should be you should be able to pick a series of channels on netflix and it'll just play tv at you yeah because the pressure to pick and know about shows that the system of hey here's a new show that you wouldn't have thought about watching and it's just sort of on and you've caught about half of it to introduce you to a show it's just not happening anymore so yeah. it's, a, it's it's brilliant I like that. I think it's it's kind of a niche thing, but people do say, again, anecdotally, but I've heard from friends and such, that sometimes they get choice paralysis. And it's just like, I don't know what to watch. There's, you know, you're mm. scrolling through the thing, you're like, I don't know. Um, and in a way, like, having um, a TV guy and a set amount of stuff that's on kind of helps with that, weirdly. Um, it, it's, it's strange that we've almost looked back to, in a small area at least, uh, how TV worked. It's just a interesting point, but I mean, why not? It's a little niche thing, but you know, if people want that and want them to help them choose, then it's. Uh, I don't see why not. It's uh, yeah. <laughs> One thing about Blue TV that did amuse me is they have a Dog the Bounty Hunter channel, Judge Judy, <laughs> Scrubs. So you can just stick on like endless Dog the Bounty Hunter or whatever if you for some reason feel like it. I mean, honestly, I've never seen Seinfeld, and mm. I've heard it's. I feel it's really good to watch. I've, I've you know, I, I love Frasier. Mm. I love Friends, like stuff like that. And I never watched Seinfeld. I've, I've been contemplating going back and watching that, to be honest. But that's on Netflix. But I definitely get see where you guys are coming from. Yeah, I think uh, these platforms were also adverts are integrated into the actual platform itself. Mm. It's worth mentioning uh, 4OD in the UK, the Channel 4's um, streaming service. Because it doesn't get rid of content like iPlayer does so there is stacks of channel 4 made content of course they're uh, branched into film 4 as well so they've got their own films there that's all very heavily uh, advertised there's no way to pay I think we you know we, you know obviously going off this one one major point I, I think one of the final wrapping up points for us I don't know if Chaz got any points to bring up uh, after this is uh, is licensing and how uh, basically yeah. it's tied to specific regions and I think as a global market now this needs to stop because yeah. like I think we should be able to access 
content from different regions, like how uh, Sweden, let's say, for example, could have different content to the UK, or, you know, um, the fact that in America, like how um, certain shows in America are not accessible in the UK, but they are they are in America mm. in the, and UK in, in America. Like how we could still mm. watch The Office US in the UK, but they can't watch The Office UK, Office US in America. It's very odd to me because it's tied to another platform licensing deals and i understand if it's a case of like if they pay for the license to go to another platform that's fine but don't restrict the license regionally just restrict Mm. it to the platform itself Mm. yeah i think i do agree platforms should be becoming global entities i mean this has been a problem again since 2010s at least uh, there were huge problems with piracy because people will be able to watch uh, Game of Thrones uh, in better days, quality than 720p. Better quality, days, days earlier, pi- pirated because it was broadcast in the US and artificially, you know, this sort of thing. Um, region locking content just leads to piracy. Well, the one thing I'll say, Paramount Plus, which did frustrate me a little bit when that came out, is. Um, the Halo TV show was in, it released in, t- in its entirety in America. Mm. But when it came over in the UK, same as um, Star Trek Strange New Worlds, they released it, the first three episodes, and then released it weekly. It's like it's already mm. out internationally completely. Mm. Just yeah. drop it. And also, you probably get a huge subscription boost, but I think that's probably because they released it in an international market. Mm. So uh, the way I see it is, if you're going to release your show, your ma- big major IP, wait until it's out into the biggest streaming markets possible first and then actually go about doing that i think that's the best way to go about it and also i'll give crunchyroll this mm. you know 10 30 o'clock in the morning on a saturday you know my hair my hair academia is yep. always straight for me to watch and everything hey, and it's good for that i will say like you know uh now tv for all their things like they will release the last of us at exactly the same time as in america you know they mm. will release it then granted it's two o'clock in the morning here but you know we still Fine. get it at the same time if someone's dedicated enough they want to get up at 2am and watch last of us they can is, yep someone yeah. finishing the late shift at mcdonald's or you know yeah. the warehouse work and everything like mm. office work uh yeah no but um i think like that's one of the major wrapping up points for myself is just licensing in general and i do think that's the way it goes about it yeah, so I think the conclusion I'm kind of coming to after this discussion is um, we're talking about the future of uh, live stre- streaming. Sorry, yes. talking a lot today. Um, I think I see it going in the direction where we're going to have, we're still going to have the big hitters, the ones who have a lot of content people are going to keep coming back to, and you're going to have these niche ones who secure a particular area that people are always going to enjoy their content. They're going to have smaller audiences, but they're going to attract a very loyal audience, right? Um, the The middle ground is where I see streaming services potentially um, having to fight the most and potentially suffering because, you know, they don't necessarily cater to a niche um, and they don't necessarily have the, the str- enough strong um, content and enough draw, basically, to have people pay a monthly subscription because mm. at that point... Um, you were talking about a streaming service you use to watch a series every now and then. I would rather just buy the series or something. Yeah, it does probably work out about the same in terms of monthly cost to what I would pay for the seasons that I watch. And it's kind of unpredictable. Um, And it depends on how your appetite is for that particular niche of content. Mm -hmm. So... There is potential for wasted money, but if you're paying for a yearly subscription anyway, uh, the two or three down months is, uh, you know, 
comes with the cost, it, I guess. This is what I'm saying. It's like a, it's a balance, and you know they've got to tread that ground carefully to be a good enough value prospect without people just going out and buying the stuff they want directly or renting it or whatever. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. I think uh, Apple TV is that one for me at the moment. Like how they've got some really good content, they are starting to really get up there more. Um, Paramount as well. Apple TV have the subscribers because of the amount of people that actually buy the devices. But the actual content itself, specifically Apple TV, is starting to gain up more. But not as well as you, as I've said to you guys today, some shows you have no idea what I'm talking about, really, yeah. because you've not watched it. The only reason I got it myself, Apple TV, was because it came free with my console. Like, you mm. know, a, a completely different system. Sony yeah. system, I got it for free. Uh, Paramount Plus, I think, uh, has the big IP like Star Trek and Halo and Yellowstone, which I haven't seen myself again, personally. But I think if we could draw more, uh, more stuff in, it could work out quite well. It's the it's it's the IP grabbing essentially that's going to pull out. It's either the as you stated, it's the niche, it's the nicheness, it's the uniqueness of the platform, or it's the IP that's going to draw the attention. Mm-hmm. Or like you know how Netflix weirdly has so many different avenues like documentaries, foreign foreign market as well. It has like you know has amazing animation adaptations. It has the big IP, but it needs to work out what it specifically has because like there's a show called the warrior and um, suppose he had great ratings for like for its second season but because the rate the reviews were drawn over a longer period instead of the the the, the, the initial release then it, there was issues there that's what i've read someplace i yeah. don't know specifically myself and, and the thing is about netflix i don't think it's ever gonna like fall from grace completely like it's got too big of a back catalog and it's got too much licensed stuff um i think what's more likely to happen from my point of view is Amazon Prime and Disney are going to keep putting more and more pressure on it as their libraries grow, basically, especially mm. Disney. I think, and I think Apple TV is the other contender for this as well. I think Apple TV, you know, again, I highly recommend Foundation for Mankind because they are produce some like cinematic level content, and I think yeah, that's just how it is. I think Netflix are going to have to just reevaluate stuff. They've, they've, done, you know, we've been negative stuff and everything. Everyone has great, everyone has positive points to themselves. You know, now TV does release content very quickly for you it just has issues with its pricing and also the 720p aspect if it balanced that out it could be an amazing platform we like it does have good content on there netflix just don't do this don't do this locking thing that's that's the only thing you don't have to do and you'll be fine don't be hostile (laughs) amazon prime and disney plus and apple tv we can't really say much because they're doing they're doing quite well to be honest like you know they're doing all the right things i think they're both on the rise yeah yeah paramount plus it's it's building it's gaining momentum hbo max just fucking come out of the fucking uk already uh or just just release more content and funimation crunchyroll Britbox, shutter and everything mm. they're doing well themselves because they're basically they're the i would say the niche market they're the unique markets essentially they have their audience um, yeah that's they have a strong audience basically and i think that's pretty much good where to wrap it up basically and i think that's yeah. just how it's going to go unless well, you have any final points yeah Jess. just one more point on the on the niche thing um i think that potentially there's more room there um you know for all sorts of unique little streaming services that just have their little corner um just an amusing thing i saw on the train the other day i saw an advert for nordisk tv which was favorites available from uh norway to available streaming in the uk so you know if you are i don't know norwegian i guess or just fancy watching some tv made in norway there you go. I think that comes into the region locking as well. Like if like if a big platform pulled that up, it could work out quite well. Like Netflix mm. does have the Swedish market, you know, it does have the you know, the international squid game for prime example, the Korean like the Korean the Korean entertainment industry has boomed visual like well, in international markets like Squid Game and Kingdom and like all these places and Physical 100. 
Yeah. <laughs> Would a Squid Game have been got if Netflix was actively region locking? Would have Squid Game made it to the West and would have it become popular? Not to the extent that it has. No, because we would have to have pirated it to watch it, so 100 million people wouldn't have watched it. Pirated it or VPNed it, possibly. Yeah. Assuming yeah. you can. Yeah, so that's true. That's yeah, that. yeah. But we'll we'll probably leave that for another day. But I think uh, I think that's pretty much it. Hey, do you guys have any, any wrapping up points at all? No, I think I've said most things. Um, like, I think we are still not at the stage where we were at for content for in during the mega video days because you used to be able to get absolutely everything, no matter how niche, in one place no matter what the fact it's now become so fragmented and is costly and has so many extra strings attached and region locking and license like you you do not have access to even like 50% of the content the, the world of the world yeah. like there's a huge back catalog of every nation every channel like it doesn't exist anymore uh so i Kim.com should have made a <laughs> his own streaming service in 2010. But um, there we go. I think we, I honestly, like, we haven't even got stuff like Twitch and stuff like that because mm, obviously yeah, they've that's got a better benefit. Yeah, that's probably a discussion for another time, like, in yeah. regards to that. But I think we're going to wrap it up there, people. So, any closing words, Charles, at all? Oh, uh, yeah, I guess I just want to say that I don't think we are anywhere near the end strip end state of streaming services i think there's a lot of evolution that's going to be happening a lot of the jostling around for position and as you mentioned at the start we're going to see more like packages potentially as well or at least we should because as we've been saying it's very segregated right now and that's that can be off-putting to people unless they're after mm. something specific so yeah um maybe we'll have another discussion in a couple of years and be just like how is it now I think you guys have wrapped it up perfectly that I do not have to add anything myself, to be honest. I think you guys wrapped it up perfectly. There again, you know, licensing, give me my DC content in the attachment. That's all I that's all I want to. I want I want my I want my, I want my uh, DC content. So yeah, um I think we're gonna wrap it up there, people. So if you've got any questions, queries or compliments, do you have any do you have any like the theories what's gonna happen with streaming services in the future? Are we gonna to come to a singularity point with streaming services in the future? Uh, do you have any shows that you wish you could watch, could have watched when they first came out, or what you could have seen, or what you're looking forward to on streaming services that you know, maybe possible IPs that you know streaming services could pull in to actually you know boost their service up more or you know make them the unique aspect that they are because could we get a completely new streaming service like i don't know britbox could actually get like a, a massive ip that boom absolutely booms and like boost the boost the subscription count could happen doesn't really matter because they're unique to do that email us at nmipodcastoutlook.com that's nmipodcastoutlook.com uh, that'll be on our uh, socials so you can actually check that out for our general socials it's at nmicast for twitter and instagram dms on there uh, hopefully again you're enjoying the animated uh, versions of the show this will just be a standard um image today we'll figure out the uh, outro we'll figure out the music for that uh, promo as well for that uh, but I want to thank uh, Fergus and uh, Chaz for joining me for this uh, extra long recording session today. Uh, it's been absolutely great, guys. I'm finally glad we got this discussion because this has been on the ba- back burner for quite a while, to be honest. Yeah, and clearly um, we had both had a lot to say. So, yeah, it's good to uh, finally record the episode on it for sure. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's been another very interesting discussion. Yes, and uh, hopefully uh, we'll have you all back soon. And uh, we'll see you next time, everyone. Stay safe, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.